huge thank you for coming on my friend thanks for having me i'll tell you uh small world i uh work with charlie robinson i i basically came to him and said you need a podcast sir and i found charlie robinson years ago when i was looking for epstein videos and i found him on your platform so full circle oh wow that is interesting yeah charlie yeah he's one of our all-time favorite heavy hitters on the channel yeah yeah he's doing great what got you into the esoteric uh you know i was just always interested interested in these topics uh as a kid growing up and then uh i had become a truck driver and i was bored out of my mind and so i started listening to you know paranormal <laughs> podcasts and things like that and uh it rejuvenated my inspiration for this stuff and uh there's there's a whole lot of backstory to it but um long story short i felt a real calling uh by god to start talking about this stuff publicly and uh ever since i pursued it on a serious level um it it's kind of exploded and there's it's it's pretty uh incredible the direction i've gone but there's there's a lot of mysterious things in this world and i talk to a lot of people who've experienced a lot of weird stuff and i'm down for it so is this what you do full time now yeah yeah i uh i quit driving truck i'd say i think two and a half years ago and i started doing this full time uh i was uh just podcasting the confessionals podcast which is my uh my baby uh, that's where it all started and uh since then we brought we broadened our scope into uh, merkel media which is the media company and we're doing films uh and you know documentary stuff and we're hosting other people's podcasts and things like that so yeah it's a it's a full-time job it keeps me busy so tony you said you come across a lot of strange things what is the weirdest that's giving you the most <laughs> uh well all right so there's there's a lot of things and it all depends on how you want to go weird right so i mean i have personal experience where i i actually uh spent three hours in a warlock's house where he lured me there and uh i, I <laughs> uh long all my stories no 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 we don't want long story short we want the details how did this begin how did this even begin so I, I, when i was driving truck this is before podcasting uh this is before i knew i was gonna be doing this for a living uh i was driving truck and i had this one delivery i was always going to and this guy and i got to talking and he was telling me his life story. Every time I went in there, he kind of kept telling the story in progression. And it got to the point where we were at the current times. And I said, and his life story is dramatic. And I said, what, what's next for you? What are you going to like? What, where are we going here? And he said, I'm probably going to blow my brains out. And I was like, not what I expected. And so like I said to him, I said, man, God's got plans for your life. You don't want to do that. And when I said that, like it was like a switch went on in his head. And he looked at me kind of funny. And he started asking me questions about God. Like he never even heard the word God before. And I was like, this is kind of weird, but okay. So he invites me to his house that Saturday to talk about God stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. Like I, I'll talk to you about, about that. No problem. So uh, I went to his house and um, it was very dark, like physically dark, but also spiritually dark. Uh, I felt like I was walking into a, a spiritual battle and I was. Uh, but for three hours at his house, um, he was talking to me about like people that died in that house. And I'm not to this day, I'm not exactly sure if he meant like throughout history or if that he killed him, because at one point he was trying to get me to go to his basement to show me stuff. And I was just like, no, nah, man, I'm good. Uh, but uh, he, he wound up 
uh, giving me these very awkward hugs three times. And every time he hugged me, he would uh, exhale his breath in a way that like he was trying to release something onto me. And I didn't know what was going on at the time. I, I was just like, this is weird, you know, like, okay. Cause he's like, I want to hug you. I'm like, okay, bro hug, but it wasn't a bro hug. And, uh, and so years later, after this whole experience, I think it's episode 31 on my show. I talk about it in detail. Um, but uh, years later, after doing this podcast uh, and thinking about it, I realized that because this guy, uh, he, he lured me there to talk about God. And then at some point he tells me after he's been hugging me weird and everything, he's like, I got to tell you something. What, what's that? And he said, I'm a member of the Church of Satan. And he gets out these satanic books and he like, he's like, I want you to take these out of my house because I'm a changed man. He was pretending this whole changed man thing. And uh, I, I, I really believe that he, uh, he was trying to uh, get me possessed or release demons on me and stuff like that. Uh, but that's my life. You know, it is what it is. So. <laughs> so, okay. So he asks, suggests you guys have a hug. Does this weird breathing thing on you. What was going through your head at that moment? Uh, I thought this was awkward. So, I mean, I went to Bible college and I did a lot of street ministry and I did praying with complete strangers on the street. And so I'm used to encountering people and, and doing a prayer with them. And some people are emotional about it. They want to hug you and they just give you a hug. Uh, and this guy, when I was talking to him and as soon as I got to the Jesus part, he was like acting like he, like, like he never heard it before. And he basically asked to become a Christian. And so I prayed with him. And after I prayed with him, that's when it got weird because he was like, well, it was, the whole thing was weird. But like, he's like, he, he, after we were done praying, he's like, I feel this energy just rushing through my body. And I'm just like, well, this is, uh, this is different. And he's like, I just want to give you a hug. And then he can't, I'm like, okay. So I get up and I go to give him a hug. So we're sitting at his dining room table. He lives by himself. And, um, he wraps his arms around me, comes in real close, full front body, just squeezing me real tight, puts his head on my shoulder, like rests his head on my shoulder, and he just goes, ah. and I was just like, this is different, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and he did that three times. You'd think after the first time I would have left, but I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment, and he did it for three times, and after the third time, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Uh, but I was there for three hours, and, and, and it, the weird thing was my wife, like I've done... My, I've been married to my wife for 15 years. She knows I just do crazy stuff. And I mean, she deals with me going out in the woods hunting monsters. So, uh, but with this one, she's like, I need the address of where you're going and I need to know when you're coming back. I'm like, Lindsay, this, this guy wants to talk about Jesus. There's nothing dangerous about that. And she's like, I got a feeling there's something bad going on. And I'm like, whatever. So I gave her the address and stuff. And then, you know, hindsight, she had a sixth sense about it where she knew something was going to happen. Um, but it, 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 the, the story is, is very long and, and detailed, but, uh, it, it was, it was one for the ages for me. It, it actually, it, it's something that I look back on and whenever I'm doing stories on my show and I'm having people on my show, sometimes people say some, some really wild things that really make you say that can't be real. And, uh, my experience from before I was even a podcaster, I can fall back on and say, well, you know what? Uh, I went through that. I know that's real. And so I'm not going to question uh, like like I think reality is far stranger than anything we've ever been taught. And so uh, I, I just I'm along for the ride and, and to see what happens. But it's been it's been wild for sure. Tony, in your opening of this story, you said this guy was a warlock. Yeah. So what what is a warlock and what qualified him as a warlock? Yeah. So I, I, I say warlock on default. 
Uh, I can tell you confidently that he is a, he was a member of the church of Satan. Uh, he did talk to me. That's a good question too, because I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but he talked to me on the dock before, uh, we, I ever went to his house about how he dabbled with like magic and stuff, uh, at, at, throughout his youth. And I just, that's just a gloss over thing. Like I, at the time I wasn't thinking about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, I think that's probably what seeded the warlock in my head because a warlock is a, a, a male witch and, and somebody who's practicing magic. Uh, the degree of that, I think, can be determined by the person practicing. There are people who practice magic who just kind of um, real light stuff, more herbs and things like that. And then there's people that are out there that really practice magic because they want to smack you upside the head with it. They want to cast spells on you. They want to create harm. They want to create havoc. Uh, they welcome demons into their life uh, willingly. Uh, those people are, I mean, I, I don't think anybody should be practicing magic. That's just my personal belief. But uh, the people who are, are out there that are doing the dark stuff, uh, they're real. They're out there. They, whether you believe it's real or not, they believe it's real. And they are pursuing people to hurt. Uh, for Whether it's from you know personal means to political means. You know, back in, uh, I think, 2016, 2017 when trump was elected president there was this whole movement of witches across our country that saying they were get to get to get together to do their witchy things against donald trump the, the incoming president like this is something that happened and whether you believe it it's real or not is irrelevant to the fact that they believe it's real and if they are right and it's real which i believe it's real uh there's some really dark things going on in this world and uh we set out to talk about it did you stay in touch with this guy? Do you know what he's up to these days? So here's the thing. This is another interesting piece of the story. Every time I ever went into this guy's place of business where he worked, he was the one to unload my truck and he was the one to load my truck in the afternoon when I was picking up freight. I went to his house. That whole thing happened. I went back to there and he was there loading and unloading. I hadn't connected the dots as to what happened until a year later. The time that when I connected the dots a year later and I realized I was like, it's like I was in my truck. I was like, uh, hold on. I think I understand what happened here. From that day forward, I never saw him again. It's like he knew I connected the dots. I, I would go in there and there'd be somebody else loading me. I'm like, hey, where's Jay? And they're like, oh, uh, he, I don't know. He, he was just here. And I'd be like, hey, where's Jay? Oh, he's on the other side of the plant. Hey, where's Jay? He transferred to another department. And I'm like, this dude is avoiding me. And I, I just, I, again, the spiritual realm, I believe that he was uh, trying to release demonic entities onto me. And somehow I believe that he also knew whether it's because of whatever he released it onto me, or maybe he was doing some kind of remote viewing through witchcraft. I don't know, because remote viewing is very real. I mean, that's something that even the CIA has used in the past. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I don't know whatever happened to him, but I was mad. When I found out about it, I was mad. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna freaking, sh oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deck this guy." But I never, I never saw him again after I connected the dots. So it looks like a male witch has put a uh, super chat up here and wants to call you out on something. Let me see. Okay. Correction: the term warlock hasn't been used by occultists since the 1970s. We male practitioners call ourselves witches. There are other terms too. Well, thanks for the super chat. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a male witch or a warlock. So I mean, I'll, I'll take. I'll take he has <laughs> All right, let's um, let's go with the parcels. What's your experience with parcels? Well, I went in one last week, and I came. No, I'm just kidding. I wish. Uh, so, 
yeah, we're, we've been kind of diving into this this uh, new. It's kind of a new direction of my show recently. Uh, we so I, I came across a story about two years ago. I've never aired the interview that I've done. I'm actually creating a whole new podcast for it. It's such a huge story. Um, but essentially, uh, there a guy had come to me and told me a story about how when he was uh, younger, uh, probably I think it was late or early 20s, um, he had a friend who basically uh, could go in and out of realms. And he said that it was done through at first his, his friend was doing it through the dream state. Uh, and then it got to the point where uh, this was something that he could do instantaneously. And it's, it's like, okay, far fetch. Um, but part of his story is that um, how it all introduced to him. He had no idea his friend would do this stuff or could do this stuff until one night they decided to follow a UFO in the sky. They thought it was a UFO. Well, at some point, his friend's attitude changed and started flying back to town saying, I'm sorry I got you involved in this. And he's like, what are you talking about? Apparently, when he was a teen, his friend, when his friend was a teenager, um, he was approached by an entity uh, in, uh, let's just call it another realm. I don't believe it was a dream. Uh, but he was walking through a cave system. It opens up into a big room. There's a man dressed in black recruiting him to come work for him. Uh, he accepts this recruitment. And from that point forward, it starts this transition in his life. Uh, he says that he's been going in and out of this place and he has his whole other life there. And in this other realm, he's, he's fought in, in battles and there's all this other stuff going on, but he's also taught his friends how to do this. And so now there's, there's another party involved here that, you know, if you could find those friends and say, is this true? Then there'd be some verification there. Well, my guest did that and he found these other guys and only one would talk to him and basically was real short. He's like, yes, it's true, but I don't want to talk about it. It was like, it was, it, it, it's something went bad. And um, his, his buddy who told him this story when they're flying back to town, he calls his girlfriend up and says, talk to my girlfriend, she'll tell you it's true. And, and all he said is, is it true? And she's like, well, if you're asking me if it's true, then it means he told you, yes, it's true. And he's like, he hears this wild story about his friend going in and out of realms. And he's like, I don't know what to make of this. Like, I'm, I think I'm being punked. Well, they get back to the house after chasing this quote unquote UFO that his friend believes is actually the entity that recruited him coming for him because he had just cut off ties with this entity. So he gets out of the car and he said, this is the very first time that he saw his friend do something that shouldn't be possible with his own eyes. He said his friend gets out of the car and runs down the street and around the corner at a speed that was like of uh, Captain America, like supernatural, superhuman speed. He said it shouldn't have been possible. And then he heard something like dying. Like it sounded like there was an altercation and something was dying. And his friend a few minutes later comes walking back to the house covered in this black sludge stuff. And so that was his first experience. So again, everything with me is a long story short. Just, <laughs> um, but if, with that, uh, his girlfriend that uh, confirmed the whole story, she was approached by Nancy at one time. But my my guest who I was talking to, he told me that what's so crazy about this thing, that there's a lot of that that's crazy, that his younger brother, who he wasn't friends with at the time, they didn't get along, they're brothers, their friends weren't friends with each other. His brother was coming to him and saying, hey, I'm having these weird dreams where I'm being recruited by this entity. And he accepted the offer from this entity. 
And this entity has a name and the name is Bail. And so I actually went and met with his brother to talk to him about this stuff. And his brother confirmed the story. His brother, after accepting, got Bail's sigil tattooed on his back shoulder. Now, um, he, the, the, this whole thing is happening and his brother uh, has some real issues with all this as, the, as this is unfolding. And uh, one night he's in his basement and he hears his brother uh, upstairs in his room screaming bloody murder. And so he goes up there and he's like, what is wrong with you, dude? And he's like, I, I, I had a dream. Uh, these monkey entities were, were coming after me. And he's like, all right, whatever. And then his, bro his brother turned around and saw these large scratches down his back. And he's like, all right, so that's not a dream. What is that? And so he only knows what to do is to call his friend who tells him that he's been doing this realm stuff. And so he calls his friend. It's like two, three o'clock in the morning. His friend comes over to the house and he said, um, he looked at, at my guest and he goes, uh, it's going to get really, I can help your brother, but it's going to get really weird right now. And I just need you to stay calm. And he said, all right. And so he said, at that point, his friend in his driveway at two, three o'clock in the morning grows like five, six, seven inches and then looks at him and says, your friend isn't here right now. He'll be back soon. And it was complete. He's like, it consciously, it was somebody else, something else. Physically, his friend friend changed form and grew. Um, then they go inside and they, they, they're just sitting in his basement bedroom, not really talking much. This thing doesn't really want to talk. And then uh, eventually his friend shrinks down. It's his friend again. He's like, listen, I took care of the issue with your brother. Uh, I'm exhausted. I need to go home. Don't talk to your brother about it or else it might undo what I did. And so uh, he doesn't for years. He doesn't tell his brother as the, uh, between the, how do I say this? So his, he, he's asking a million questions to his friend and his friend eventually says to him, uh, here's a book, read this book. It was written about me. And so I'm interviewing this guy and he holds the book up on camera and he shows me this book. And now I'm like, okay, this is a wild story. He says he's been able to verify it with through his, his buddy's friends, but now he's giving me this book and I'm going to try verifying this. And so, um, after, after the interview, I talked to him and I said, listen, man, it's not every day that I get such a killer story. I mean, this story was about an hour and a half, two hours long of a conversation. And I said, and I can try to back this up. And so I said, I'm going to find this book and I'm going to look into it. And he said, good luck. You're not going to find the book. I had, or no, he said, he said, uh, he said, I said, I'm going to find the author. And he said, you're good luck finding the author. I haven't been able to find her for years. I've been trying to track her down. Uh, and I said, okay, I'm going to try anyways. Within an hour, I found the author and I was emailing her back and forth. And so I thought that was kind of strange. Um, the author of the book that, that, that was written, uh, initially I asked her, uh, you know, hey, hey, I just talked to this guy. He told me this wild story. It, is any of it true? He, he said the book was written after his friend. And she said the book was written about him, uh, but it's all fake. He started believing it was really schizophrenic. And I was like, got it. Got it. The guy's crazy. And then I was like, hold on a second. My guest says that he saw his friend do things that were supernaturally done that shouldn't be possible twice. And so I asked her about it. And I told her that. 
And as soon as I told her that she, her whole tone changed. And she said, listen, this, this shit that I've seen in this realm, I can't explain. And every time I try getting away from it, there's somebody like you dragging me back into it. I was like, holy crap, this lady's freaking acknowledging this is real. And so two days later, I'm on a two and a half hour phone call with her talking about it. And she's just spilling her guts. And she, it turns out she was intimately involved in this because her job was to close the portals when these people were going in and out or entities. And, uh, and so I have her confirming it. This, this guest is saying that he saw his friend do supernatural things. His, his friend who did all this stuff is aware of me is very hesitant to talk, but he said he would, but it has to be the right timing. So I'm still waiting on that. But I went and talked to my, my guest, his brother, who had the sigil of bail tattooed on his back shoulder, who went and worked for this entity, uh, was recruited the same way. Well, not the same way, a different way, but he was recruited around the same time. Uh, and uh, even to the point that his brother said that he had this wild dream that he brought, uh, he, he kicked a wall in or something, found a book in the wall, pulled the book out and brought it back with him. He and his brother are looking at this book in his room, not knowing where it came from because it was supposed to be from a dream. And so this guy, I go and I sit down and I meet with him. He has no idea who I am. And I no, normally when I sit down to talk with somebody about, you know, uh, I don't know, the spooky stuff, like they emailed me, they know what we're going to talk about. He has no clue. All he knows is I'm a friend of his brother's. And so I get an Airbnb and I sit down and I'm talking with him. And I just, I like, I told him it's on recording. I'll eventually release it. But I said, you know, usually people know what we're talking about. You don't know. And I said, so I don't really know how to start this conversation other than saying, your brother tells me you used to work for an entity. Is that true? And he goes, yeah. And I said, what's the name of the entity? And he said, bail. And I said, do you have the, the bail sigil on your back shoulder? And he said, yeah. And he it went, but in, in between the yes, he looks at his brother like, really? are we really doing this? <laughs> and, and, uh, we spent about two and a half hours, I'd say, uh, talking about this whole experience about what he went through. And what's interesting is there's a, there's a real healing moment there because at one point he's telling me about these monkeys that attacked him and that still attack him to this day. And when he, when he said that, I looked at my guest and I said, you might as well tell your brother what you know, what happened that night, because you know, he told you not to tell your brother, but it's clearly not working anymore. It stopped for a long time, but now it's back. And so he, he tells his brother, he said, there was a night that you had this happen to you. And I had my friend come over and he took care of it and, 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 and helped you. And um, obviously it's not helping anymore. So I'm telling you, because he told me not to tell you or else it would undo what he did. And I'm telling you, you got three grown men in the Airbnb crying. Like it was such an emotional thing. Like the, 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 you saw two brothers who throughout their entire lives had a strained relationship and it was getting better. And it was like almost like they needed that missing piece of emotional connection to bring them together. And and that, and, and that, that would seem to be part of it. I mean, it, it, I started crying and I felt like an idiot. I was like, I'm just I'm sitting here interviewing, but I was emotional. Um, but uh, it, it's a wild story. It's still unfolding. I Since then, I have had other people email me with almost identical stories. Uh, and what's interesting is that this whole story, what before it was brought to me initially a couple of years ago, I've had people on my show in the past before I talked to this guy who described similar things. Like I had a guy, JR on my show, he was an ex 1% biker guy 
who uh, actually he was so bad that he got kicked out of his gang. He started his own gang. He was running from the law. He spent about uh, nine months on a property out in the middle of nowhere. And um, he goes to jail, gets out of jail, and he has his girlfriend. Well, one night they're having sex, and he said, in the middle of sex, gone. He said, I don't know where I was, but I wasn't having sex with my girlfriend anymore. And he said, I was walking through a, a, a cave system and it opens up into a big room. And he said, when I was walking into the room, it said, you're now entering the throne room. And there's a man dressed in black recruiting him to work for him. And the guy was offering him the world. He, he said, all of a sudden, I found myself on a bed with three different girls all over me and stuff. And he's like, you can have everything. Just work for me. And he's like, he said, no. And then he's back in his room. He sits up in his bed. His girlfriend smacks him and says, don't you ever do that to me again. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so years later, so he tells me this story. Then I have this other big story that I'm working on. I just told you about. And it's so similar about how he was recruited that I reached out to him and I said, hey, check this out. And so he was so taken back that somebody else had an experience like that, that he and his wife sit down at a restaurant with his ex-girlfriend and have her tell them both what happened that night that he doesn't remember. She said that at all of a sudden he starts walking her through different rooms of the house and every room of the house was like a game to him and he and he it was, it was like upping the ante until so they get to a final room, they walk into the room and he says, "You're now entering the throne room." And he proceeds to rape her. Now I had this on audio. She recorded he recorded this in the in the diner. She said that you, you proceeded to rape me. And while you were raping me, there was a black entity standing behind you. And so that was on my show before this guy comes and tells me this. So now I'm saying to myself, there's there's a group of people here making up this elaborate story just to pull one over me on me for my show. So I have my guest send me one of only like 12 or 15 copies in existence of this book. Now he sends me the book. Because it, it was published back in the day, but the author got a stalker. So she pulled everything off. And there's like only like she said, like 12 or 15 copies available. I have one now. The, my show started January 19th, 2017. The book was published December of 2012. So like these stories existed before my show even existed. So the, So for me, there are people all over the world. And I have a lot of people that have contacted me about very similar stories that I share with you. And... It, there's people that are traversing through realms and I don't know how it's possible. I don't know how they're doing it, but I'm trying to figure it out. I, I, I have there real quick. I'll tell you, there's a guy in uh, British Columbia. He was on my show telling me his wild stories. Now, he, he's a witch. Uh, and, and he was one of the guys that I was telling you that like, like he, he practices some strong stuff. Like he told me in the email, he's like, sometimes people just need to be smacked around a bit. And so like, I, after, before I started interviewing with him, I was like, we're cool, right? Like I'm not, I'm not gonna get smacked around. Right. He's like, no, Tony, I love you. But he tells me during this interview, this is years ago. He said that at one point he was in this other realm or whatever, dream state, whatever it is. He was battling demonic entities. And after he was done, there was a man dressed in black recruiting him to work for him. So I reach out to him. And when I hear this other story, I'm like, dude, talk to me. So we're talking and stuff. And he says, it's funny you're asking me this because I was just I just had another experience where I was walking through a cave system and there was a little girl by herself crying and i went over to help her and when i was walking away with her i noticed that there was all this black ooze on the walls 
And when I got closer, I realized it wasn't black ooze, it was blood. And that took me back to this story that I initially heard where his friend came walking black with this black tarry substance all over him after it sounded like he killed something. So like there's something going on where people are having these experiences, whether you want to say it's dream state in, in this reality, in another reality, parallel dimensions, whatever you want to say it is, there are people who are having these experiences. They're not connected. And it seems like they're traversing through realms, through portals. Now, um, I, I, I also was told by a friend of mine, uh, Shane Cashman from uh, Tim Pool's camp, he sat down and interviewed with a woman who was a witch or no, I don't know if she was a witch at the time. She was in a school of mystery and she was learning how to cast spells. And she said that one of, one of the things they were learning how to do was to open portals. And at one point, she, they opened a portal and an upright walking dog came walking through the portal. And that, that's a whole other uh, book of worms you, you opened up with the whole dog man and upright walking entities and all that stuff. But I think that I tell this story because I think that it, 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 it all, it's all connected. And I think we have puzzle pieces. And the more we hear people's lived experiences and stop saying that they're crazy and just say, talk and tell me what you experienced, the more we can start putting the puzzle pieces together. Because I, I, like I said earlier, I just firmly believe that we do not totally understand what reality is and what this is all made up of. And everybody has their own lived experiences and worldviews that they bring to the table that, that does define how they see everything. But if we can start collecting these stories and not just saying this person's crazy, but I believe this because it fits what I believe, the more we just start collecting these stories, the more I believe we're going to start putting the puzzle together and really possibly you know, come up with some answers. So uh, I'm sorry I rambled there, but it's a long story, man. No, that wasn't a ramble. My ideal guest, I just sit here and listen, and you've took us on this amazing journey. Your passion for what you're doing just resonates off the screen, and you are a fantastic storyteller. We have run out of time, Tony. I could talk to you for hours, but I do really appreciate you appreciate spending it. this time with us. I've sat here riveted. Can you tell the viewers where they can find you and support you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at The Confessionals Podcast. It's on Apple, uh, Spotify, everywhere. Uh, theconfessionalspodcast.com is the uh, the podcast over 500 episodes we're coming up on 550 and uh, Merkel Media Merkel.media is the website that's my company that we're doing films and stuff Expedition Dogman is where I went hunting the dogman in Kentucky the Daniel Boone National Forest it's on Amazon uh, Apple TV Tubi all that stuff so check it out if you're interested in that stuff alright cheers my friend you take care and say hello to Charlie for me see you cheers bye Tony bye